everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the co-founder and CEO of TimeCare, Robin Shah. How are you today? I'm good, Jared. How about you? Thanks for having me on uh, the podcast with you today. I'm really excited to have you here today. And I must say you're in the running for best... Uh, best backdrop uh, of the guests that we've had on. Uh, I really like your setup. Yeah, thank you. This is the bird that looks over me. This is uh, the football for my son. I love it. Um, so let's let's just dig right in. Tell the audience a little bit about your background and then give us an overview of time care today. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. So Jared, I, I've been working in the oncology space for... 15 plus years professionally, but really all my life. Uh, my father is a medical oncologist. Uh, my little brother is a medical oncologist. My older brother works in oncology and uh, started my career in an oncology practice. Uh, after about five years within the practice on the business tech side, uh, ended up joining a company uh, that was in its early stages called Flatiron Health, uh, really focused on uh, technology innovation in cancer research, but also in building analytics and value-based for uh, community oncology practices. Uh, I spent five years with, with Flatiron Health, and uh, right around when the company was being acquired by Roche, started incubating a new concept with a bunch of great physicians across the country and, and other great partners. Uh, that company was an oncology management service company called One Oncology. Uh, so moved to Nashville, Tennessee for that organization in 2017, uh, 2018, uh, and uh, spent about five years, four years with One Oncology. Uh, but during that period of time, I became really passionate about trying to impact the patient journey uh, and specifically building a company where uh, you could directly work with patients at a macro level. And, and so started Time Care in the middle of 2020. Uh, and, and really an overview of what we do is uh, we identified that the people across the country as they were navigating through a cancer diagnosis, uh, there were sort of phases of that. The first phase is what we call the periodiagnostic period where uh, they're told, uh, hey, I think I might have cancer. I don't know what to do. And this is where me and my co-founder actually got the idea of time care. We get this phone call almost every other week from someone across the country who says, hey, Robin, hey, Bobby, me or my friend or my colleague have been diagnosed with cancer and I don't know what to do. Can you help us? Or we've been told we, we may have cancer. Can you help us? And it's the most vulnerable time we think in that cancer journey. And so we turn the navigators ourselves. We, we do this still to this date. Uh, we call each other and we say, hey, this person called us. How can we help them? And because we know so many of the oncologists across the country, we're coordinating and supporting and doing a bunch of stuff around really helping people with that experience and realize we have to build for this at scale and build a company that can solve for that. So that's what we do at Time Care now. We help people not only in that early phase, but throughout the entire journey. And we realize there's a really awesome impact you can make on that experience, but also support every stakeholder around that. So the family member, the providers, the insurance companies, so on and so forth. So really, that's how we think about what we're building here at Time Care is, is supporting the patient, but everyone that, that is around that journey for that cancer patient. And, and can you explain the strategies and technologies that you're using today to you know, achieve better 
patient experiences and you can tell the passion and and helping the patient in your voice when you're talking. Um, So improving, you know, how are you helping to achieve better patient experiences through what you're doing? How are you improving outcomes? And then, you know, ultimately everything comes down to a cost, right? Also, how are you lowering costs? There was a couple of kind of baby questions within there, but uh, really curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I, I sort of take this to first principles, right? If you think about navigating through the healthcare uh, system in general, we've all had some capacity of had to do that. And we've all dealt with our own challenges or struggles uh, navigating through the healthcare system. That includes your health insurance plan, the doctors you're coordinating with, the scheduling and all the aspects around that. And then you throw in a cancer diagnosis. And now you're talking about you're currently employed or maybe potentially not employed. You have family who's, who's supporting you. Uh, and so our first principles approach is what are the areas where this can break down? Think of every area that can break down, starting from uh, you told you might have a cancer diagnosis. That means that there's some testing that occurred that that indicated to one of your physicians, probably not an oncologist, that something is going on or you've had something going on in your body that has triggered you to, to go down this path. And so we built process and technology to support people in that phase. One of those is we have this program called the Rapid Access Pathways Program, where we're integrating people, software, and technology into the primary care workflow so that if they think someone has a cancer diagnosis, instead of having to figure out what tests to do, what doctor to see, where to go, we actually intervene right there with humans and with technology and say, hey, we will help you immediately we want to get you your answer within 24 to 48 hours, if possible, and we'll streamline all of that so there's not all of this ping-ponging back and forth. Once you sort of get past that phase of you know what's going on, if it's a confirmed diagnosis, you now have a number of touch points, right? You have touch points with the primary care physician, with your new oncologist, with your surgeon, with your pulmonologist, whoever it may be, and there are problems that arise from that just coordination of information. And so we've built interventions with people and technology around that. I would say the thing that we've learned is that healthcare is so complex. You just can't solve for everything with technology. And so our approach has been technology enabled navigation. How do we enable the human beings that power and support you going through your journey the best with data and technology? And that's what we're building here at TimeCare. We've built our own software platform that our care team sits on top of. And the goal of that software platform is get the most relevant information to our care team so they can help people the best through that journey. And Robin, when you're, you know, when you're reducing the total cost of care here, um, let, let's talk specifically through reductions in inpatient spend. Talk us how you're doing that today. Yeah. So double clicking even more again, first principles, if you think about the cancer journey, there's a number of things that happen for cancer patients. Uh, there's large costs relative to the drugs, uh, but that's only a portion of, of the cost of care. Uh, the other portion is when you're taking these toxic treatments, a lot of complications arise from that. And about 30% of costs associated to uh, cancer patients occur from ancillary services, so radiation, radiology, laboratory, but also ending up in the hospital. 
And a lot of that can be avoided with the right intervention. And so we've built a lot of process around proactively managing those symptoms for patients and making sure that we understand, is this necessary and required or are there interventions? For example, going to your oncologist or your primary care physician versus sitting in the ER. And our data has shown significant reduction in admissions and hospitalizations, which correlates to cost. But most importantly, a better experience, right? A patient's not sitting in the hospital for six hours, spending two or three nights there where they could have been seen in their doctor's office for an hour and a half uh, hydration infusion that helped them get through their chemo-induced nausea and vomiting. So that's sort of how we think about it of, again, where do things break down and how can we, with navigation, support people through that process that, in, that increases and, and makes the experience better, but ultimately reduces the cost of care. And, and when we look at uh, cancer navigation, let, let's talk in terms of uh, differentiation from traditional healthcare services today, right? Uh, I would love if you could provide an example of, of how Time Cares, basically your, your, your tech-enabled team, uh, care team, has kind of take me through like that, that cancer patient journey. Uh, yeah. We'd love to hear that. Yeah, so I'll give you a little more of an elongated uh, portion and you can use use what you'd like. But uh, if you think about starting in the peridiagnostic period, you you have some abnormal thing happening to you and you go to your primary care physician and they run some test. And that test indicates that you may have a cancer diagnosis. They, that there's not con confirmation and you've got to do additional testing. Again, this is where we started the company and one of the problems that, that really got us going was the time from that first test to the confirmation is too long. We think it should be sub 72, 48 hours. And so uh, from the patient experience perspective, what happens is, is the testing process, the process to get to the right physician, the scheduling of that takes so long. And so time care, here's an intervention. We find out that something is abnormal. We will do all the coordination with all the physicians that are within that work stream, as well as your oncologist, as well as the testing companies to make sure we know exactly what's going on, you know what's going on, and we can get that information back to your physicians to get a confirmed diagnosis. The second sort of portion is once you have that confirmed diagnosis and you start treatment, it's extremely important to know one, truly what is your diagnosis? What are the treatments that you're receiving? And what are your goals of therapy? And so we have a very specific intervention around aligning your goals of therapy and the details and education around the diagnosis and treatment to make sure you fully understand what your physician is saying into you. And not so that they make a mistake there, but it's just so much to process so quickly. And so we do support on that for you and your family. And we do that after hours, we do it during hours, we do it outside of the office so that you're within your home and you have time to process and you can come back to us again. And then the sort of next thing I'll say where we see the most value in regards to reducing acute care utilization, hospitalization admissions is proactively managing things that come up from your treatment. So I'll give you an example. A patient that receives a treatment, this happens often, patient receives a treatment on Friday afternoon, and by Friday late afternoon, they've gone home and they have some complication to their treatment. Typically, when you call back into your doctor's office, you have to go through a triage system where 
You have to dial a bunch of numbers to hopefully get to a nurse that maybe gets to your, to your doctor. And by that time, you may be told just to go to the ER or you may just go to the ER on your own. Our team is available 24-7. You get a human being on the line. We talk you through what's going on. We actually go through the phone tree for your physician or we have a back line to get directly to your doctor and say, hey, here's what we're hearing. Here's what's going on. We have our own clinicians we can uh, coordinate with. And basically, based on that information, we can say, hey, we think that you probably can actually take this over-the-counter medication. We'll coordinate with your physician. They're going to call you tonight instead of going to the ER, and they want you to see you on Monday morning in the office. And that has consistently shown to keep a member from going directly to the ER. When they get to the ER, there's not an oncologist, it's a hospitalist. And so with the cancer diagnosis, they're going to immediately admit you. Once you're admitted, it'll take time to get all the workup done. And then an oncologist may see you the next day, and then they may keep you another night. And so that's sort of a, a true intervention that happens on a routine basis where we are intervening and coordinating with the member on things that are happening post-treatment that support them from not having to have that experience. But also on the flip side, if that call comes in and we say, hey, there is something complicated, we need you to go to the ER, we're gonna call your doctor and make sure that, hey, they know this is something serious. They may need to come see you tonight. And in terms of, let's talk about like financial aid as well in this whole process, right? Because, um, you know, talking with your team beforehand, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard stat like 40% of the cancer patients that you're working with today require some sort of financial assistance. So as it relates to, you know, social detriments of health and health equity, Talk us through how you're helping your, or, you know, what the solution is for those patients that you're working with. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that question. Uh, I think what we know is that the cancer journey is not just about treating the cancer. The cancer journey is about treating everything clinically, but also non-clinically. That includes everything from the financial aspect that you referenced to understanding the psychosocial aspect, the transportation. I was talking about a case this morning where uh, we had a member who was going through a complex treatment and we uncovered through a psychosocial analysis and discussion that this member was about to be evicted. And you can only imagine that a person going through a complex cancer treatment that where they had to be in the hospital or in the office for treatments three days a week that was homeless uh, would create a lot of complexity. The last thing they're probably thinking about is their treatment. And so our team was able to quickly identify this issue, get this person housing with sub 24 hours where they never had to sleep on the street or in their car, and then also coordinate their transportation to their appointment. And so that's sort of how we think about intervention is we want to support the, the logistical, the coordination, the psychosocial, but also the clinical aspect of that cancer journey. And really the data has shown that if you can support all of those, there'd be better outcomes, there'd be better experience. And ultimately all of that will res result in a lower cost. I love that. And, and in terms of, you know, what's next for the company, what are you excited about moving forward? Yeah. Uh, the things that I'm most excited about is every week I get to see the patient stories that are that that we where we're impacting people's lives, uh, and it's so rewarding for everyone in our organization. Uh, it's what gets us up every morning. 
and keeps us all excited every night about what we're building. Uh, we're rapidly expanding our organization. Uh, and and uh, what we're excited about is to help as many people as we possibly can. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to launch in nearly 20 markets uh, over the next uh, two to three quarters uh, and expect rapid expansion around that. Well, I'm excited to continue to follow your progress and, and hopefully have you come back on in the near future. We can dive more in to the business and to, to the, uh, you know, the opportunity that you're helping to solve. And maybe we can get you on a panel as well. Would love that. Would love that. I, th- I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, ultimately think that there's so much opportunity to drive uh, change and improve patient experience and love you guys are highlighting this. So thank you so much for having me. Thank <music> you.